I'm just doing what I gotta do. Fly than the rest of them. Still got my Nike boots. Fly than the rest of them. Fly than the rest of them. Fly than the rest of them. Still got my Nike boots. And we are back. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs, and this is Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sa, dude. Sa, dude. How you doing this morning, buddy? Dude, I am doing absolutely fantastic. You doing? You doing well? Doing well, man. All right. All Cannot right. complain about you, Big Green. You know, um, Big Green is the word. Today. If you can't see it, he is wearing a giant leprechaun rated rookie green Panini style shirt. It's What's awesome. up, Panini with the rated rookie shirts? I I've, so want one. I've always wanted one of these, yeah. and then um, I got one. You got one, man. Sudsy hooked it up, man. Sudsy awesome. hooked it up. Uh, we do have another one that I don't know if I want to give away yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, I might want to keep it for myself. But, well, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, but uh, finally got one. I was happy to get this shirt. My, uh, my wife asked me, what's up with the rated rookie thing? What's a rated rookie? And I, I actually, somebody in this office, I'm not going to name the names, Ian, uh, asked me what a rated rookie yeah, was. So. Yeah. Uh, Look, man, Pikachu still doesn't know what Pikachu's rookie card is. Yeah, all right? yeah, so he he's still trying to figure all that out. So. He, he doesn't know, but that's all right. Man, I'm feeling good today. I'm hyped for this show because this is one that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. And uh, we, we, it's a shoe show. It's a shoe show. We're going to talk cards uh, here at the beginning, but we're, we're going to bring on uh, Scott Sargent. For, he's going to be talking a lot of shoes, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think he's going to blow your mind with the amount of information that he's going to give you. Yeah, he's so, going to drop some knowledge. He's going to drop some so, knowledge. Hey, get a pencil, get some paper, yeah. get some popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, he's formerly of SB Nation, and he's moved on in his career, but that's okay. We are He's just a freaking wealth of information. And this is our Halloween show, so later on in Beckett Whatevs, we're going to bring in uh, Beckett's own Justin Gurner. And uh, he, he, had a, he had something special happen to him this, over this last weekend. and uh, Very horrific. Very horrific. He was, uh, it, it's cool for him, and I just wanted to give him a platform to share it with you guys. And then we're going to get into a little bit of a Panini football after that. But speaking of Panini football and drops and all that kind of stuff, Panini Prism is dropping today, right? Today's the day, man. Today is the day. Panini Prism. Doing Tell us it what's right. up with that, man. Man, just doing it right, man. You know, that's such a sought-after product. People love the parallels, love the rainbows. They cut back a little bit this year. I don't think it's going to take anything away from it, though, man. They got cool designs. Uh, was it three autos, I think, per box? It's, it's, it's the jumbo format The now. jumbo format, right. Uh, three autos per box, ten Numbered parallels up to two ninety nine or less. Awesome. And then with the parallels, like you said, they cut back on those. Last season it was twenty parallels. This this season there's only twelve. But I don't think there's anything that'll be lost there. No, people aren't going to miss it, and not in a bad way. I mean, they're just they're still going to go after it and uh, get the colors they want. And their you know their color schemes, their colorway, their right? colorway, uh -oh. the colorway uh -oh. of uh, Prism, and uh, it's going to be a great product. Uh, Torque Racing also drops. Panini's dropping that this week. Uh, I think that drops by Friday. Um, so look for that. Um, had a lot of stuff drop last week. Not too much this week. It's a little, a little slower this week. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm excited about this prison football. So yeah. Now, next week, uh, I probably won't be here next week. That's right, because you got, you got big things going on. Yeah, I got big things going on. Uh, but big also next week. I do believe if, it's, if, if it doesn't get pushed back, I believe it's next week. And Upper Deck Series 1 hockey is dropping. Young so Guns. I, young Guns. That Young Guns checklist was dropped last week. And, of course, Austin, Ma Austin Matthews is right there at the top of it. Yeah. And he's still just on fire. I've gotten a lot of questions lately. You know, is, is it going to be comparable to the Connor McDavid hype? Um, Look, man, he scored four goals in your first game. Yeah, exactly. Hype, game over. I mean, it's got to be. Um, so I'm going to be really interested to see what happens uh, up in Toronto 
at the uh, at the expo because those Connor McDavid cards when they when they dropped last year at the expo at a series one were just amazing. Yeah. So what Matthews is going to do is is going to be fun to see. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know that it's going to be a two hundred dollar three hundred dollar card right out of the gate. But if it's anything like last season, it, there's no reason to think that it wouldn't be. Right. I'm, 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 going, with, I'm going with it's going to be hype. You're going to be hype? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the hype. Oh, man. Hype I'm, beast. I am. I'm all about hype today. We are just talking all about hype. We're, we're giving you a little preview, and you don't even know it. Now, th- that's, all the, that's all the new products that we're going to talk about? Yeah, man, that's all I got, man. Uh, new pricing, I know that five-star got priced. And I know that a lot of people are asking for about pricing on Goodwin Champions. Um, I don't want to throw them under the bus. But Brian has been doing is is in charge of pricing Goodwin Champions, and Brian is just underwater pricing baseball right now. Yeah, he is. So he it's is. not that it's it's not being put on the back burner like I forgot about it. Right. It's just that there's there's been a litany of baseball products come out that he's had to price, and he's going to get to that. I know that it's a question because I see it on the forums. Uh, Stephen texted me about it last night. What's up, Stephen? And uh, he he's. I know it's there. It's not. I can't. It's not me. Right. It's not nothing that I don't want to handle. I just Brian is. Brian likes to do it the way he does it. So you guys just got to be patient with Brian. And let him get it done. Yep. Uh, that's the, and he will. Yeah, and he will. And, he'll, and you know what? Brian's probably the best analyst we have here. Oh, by far and away. Yeah, by far and away. By so far and away. Need a bonus. <laughs> at least you know it's going to be right. Right. You know? So that is true. Um. Yeah, that's happening. And then there's just a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh. That we that we predicted earlier in the in the season and probably about a week ago or not a week about a month ago, uh, we said Tim Tebow was going to get baseball cards. Yeah, man. Guess who got baseball cards? Uh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow got baseball cards, and you want to guess who put who's going to put them out? Uh, I'm going to go with Brian Gray. Brian Gray and Leaf Metal Draft put out Tim Tebow cards. Well, he's going to be in the set. Awesome. And of course he is. That's all I can say, right? <laughs> now I wonder will uh, will that be? I guess. Uh, it says rookie card, first card. First it's not going to be his rookie card. Um, now, with that being said, Leaf may see it differently and market it as a rookie card. Right? Yeah, which, first, which is first fine. Baseball card. I think it's more of a prospect card. Yeah, that's just that's just me. Um, yeah, man. What do you what do you think the hype's going to be around about this? What do, I, what do you I think, think it'll be pretty big, man. I mean, his stuff. You know, he's been out of the league for a couple years now, and and he is an analyst, and you know, his stuff still sells well. You know, I mean, it's maintained good value. People are still you know, bidding on his jersey cards, bidding on his autographs, bidding on his rookie card. I mean, there's there's still just a lot of people collecting him. Um, and there's still, like, a little bit of hype around him. So I think this just will feed right into that. I think it'll be uh, – they'll release it. I don't know the price point on it or, or how many there are or anything like that. But there's going to be a secondary market for it. So there's going to be interest, and, and people are going to go after it. So I, I think everything you just said is 100% totally correct. Um, Ryan Cracknell did a piece on this. You can go check it out on the Beckett homepage. And, you know, there's there's some – the preliminary information is there. And you can be the judge, jury, and executioner if you want Just to execute. be. Execute, so uh, I will. Yes, they but will. man, I'm not – You know, and if he makes it to a top, you know, pro debut set and all that stuff, it really is just going to depend on how well he does. Yeah. So. He was uh, – he was – well, let's put it like this. Jesus Christ rode from the, rose from the grave in three days. That's true. Tim, Tim Tebow was 0 for, 0 for 12 in three days at the plate. So That's true. But he, <laughs> he, he like, uh, you know, healed a guy's blind, guy blindness or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So. Uh, dude, that's, that's not even I'm not even – I'm not even joking about that. That is simply amazing. Yeah. He, it was it – was, um, the guy was having a seizure. Not a seizure. Seizure. 
Not a little Caesar's pizza, a seizure. Yeah, no. I'm, and I'm not joking. I'm not being funny. Um, you and I are both Christians. Yep. You know, we don't talk a lot about that on the show because of nope. the politics and everything like that. Right. But let me tell you something. I wish that I had the kind of faith and the testicular fortitude to stick out in situations like that that Tim Tebow did. He walked over to that man and and prayed for him. I can't say that I would have done that. Right, yeah, that's and a tough call. You know what? Kudos to him for living his faith out like that. Yeah, man. That's absolutely amazing. Um, he is, if you want to call him a prayer warrior, call him a prayer warrior. Right. If you want to call him, you know, he's doing it for show. I don't, I don't think so, Look, man. man. Haters are going to hate. Yeah, but yeah, the bottom line hate. is he, he believes in something. He's genuine. He lives it out. Yeah. How can you hate him for that? Yeah. You know, that's, you, you can't. And he's, that's, I think you, you touched on a key thing there. He's genuine. He's genuine about his faith and he's genuine about who he is. Yep. And, Man, God bless him. That's, yeah, that's really that's really cool. So, um, I know a lot of people can get opinionated about that, and that's fine. You can. I used to be of the opinion that believe in something. If you want to believe in pencil erasers, believe in pencil erasers. No, just, man, I get those things <laughs> go over top of them. Yeah. I, yeah, those are, yeah. Just believe in something. <laughs> but you know, as I've grown and matured in my in my faith, you know, uh, I've I've come around to to a, a more solid way of thinking. But Tim Tebow is right there at the top of my of my faith list. And I'm, I'm proud of that man. I'm proud of the way he lives and serves our community. Yeah. And go um, Mets, man. I just hope he can, hope he can, hope he can just make this dream come true, man. Yeah. And to get himself into a major league game and, and be productive in the, in the leagues that he's playing in. Just so, one, right? Just one, just it'll, one. It'll That's all you need is one, one Tim Tebow bobblehead night. There one you go. Tim Tebow bobblehead night. Speaking of bobbleheads <laughs> night, I, you, I don't know if you were here earlier this morning when, uh, when this conversation was going on, but Sam Zimmer, our local bobblehead, Guru. Uh, guru, he was all hyped for a Ralph Macchio New York Islanders bobble, bobblehead in a Karate Kid pose that will be, be done very soon. Um, Did he act that out? Because I missed that this morning. Uh, he didn't. He didn't act it out. I don't know if Sam has the acting chops. <laughs> so I'm going to his cubicle after this. <laughs> ask him. But he was all stoked about it. Uh, first of all, kudos to Sam for knowing who uh, Ralph Macchio and the Karate Kid. Yeah, because he's like twelve years he's old. Like, yeah, he? he couldn't be a day over thirteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't. But uh, that's cool. It makes a lot of sense, though. Ralph Macchio is a big Long uh, Long Islanders. <laughs> he's a big uh, Islanders fan. Uh, I'm sure he might be a fan of Long Islands too. I, I'm not sure. I, I can't. I can't blame him if he is. Shout out to Lisa at Never Enough Cards for being from Long Island too on the show last week. Man, she was great. But um, what do you think about bobbleheads? You like them? Uh, you know, I like them. I, I've had a few. I've sold a few. They're just, I worry about shipping them. You know, I oh, worry man. about like when you're at the stadium and you get one and you got to kind of like hold it and it's awkward and you're cheering and your food and you're putting on the ground and you know, the condition of them is so, you know, sensitive if you're, if you're trying to do something on the secondary market or even if you want to display it. And, um, to me, sometimes they're just a little too fragile for me. And I, but I got fat fingers, yeah. so that could have something to do with it. Um, that's the only drawback to them. I like them, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think they're really cool as long as you get them in the right setting. And I feel like a lot of times when you get a bobblehead, it's in the absolute wrong setting. Of course. You know, you walk in the ballpark, you can't walk back out to your car and put them there or whatever. You know what I mean? You get them at the game or something, and uh, or you get them shipped to you, and they, you know, I, that's the part I don't like. Well, I hate, I hate that I do this, but I do it a lot. Working for the Mariners, one of my favorite things mm. was was getting the stadium giveaways. Okay, absolutely. I have all the bobbleheads from my days with the, with the M's, and I'm proud to say that during the move from Seattle down here to Texas, 
They all made it they except made for it. one Dustin Ackley that chipped his uh, chipped his cap. Uh, and I'm I'm a little bummed about that one, but man, they all made it, and I was happy about that. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. Stuff. I th- you know, I think they're great. It's just the only knock is just when you get them. Right. What, you know, it's right. awkward. Now, um, let's move on to redemptions because the Ryan Cracknell also plays with another piece this week that was all about redemptions. It's the five things you need to know about before buying redemptions. Now, I know that you. Are you you have opinions about uh, redemptions? Yeah. And, uh, why don't you go ahead and state those before we we jump right <laughs> into I, this? I mean, I've had good good experiences, and I'm not going to call out the companies here. This isn't a, a bash Panini or Tops or Leaf or whatever, um, or Upper Deck. I've had good experiences with with some companies and bad experiences with other companies. Um, you know, to to be waiting for something for two three years when you've put a hundred dollars of your own money out, you send it off kind of blindly to a company, and now it's been for me. I've got one out now that's going on 19 20 months and yeah i mean that's kind of like throwing money at the wind you know but then i've had some where i've i've sent out and uh you know you get them back within two weeks and you're like whoa what happened there um so anyway it's i'm kind of mixed man i've had good experience i've had bad experiences but when you're sitting on 100 bucks for 20 months um that's a that's a tough one that's a tough thing to swallow yeah and i know people spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars on some of them you know my my hundred dollars probably pales in comparison to some of them but it's a tough. It's a tough uh, gamble. I can I can say this to you honestly and look you dead in the eye and tell you this: I've never redeemed a redemption of my own. Wow! I've, I've sold it every time because I don't want the headache. You want the headache? Yeah, I, I understand. I just don't want the headache. I understand. And now I understand why companies do redemptions, especially if yeah. you look back a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio, yeah. You you don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, if, if exactly. Players are gonna not not sign stuff, or there's you know, some miscommunication or whatever the, the reason is that they don't get them signed and you still want to offer that to your customer. Absolutely. Redemption is the way to go. Um, but it's the, the backside of trying to get that card and yeah. obtain that card yeah. um, and then trying to get a replacement for it. And, and if you're a true collector and you've pulled a, a card of, of your icon hero or whoever, and you want to get that card, you're not going to obviously sell the redemption. You're going to send it in. And then it's just this waiting game. To yeah. If you're ever going to get it, it's back. a big waiting game. So let's just run over the the five things that he says that you need to uh, to be aware of, and I'm gonna let you guys go check it out. Again, it's on the Beckett homepage. It's called the five things to consider before buying a redemption card. I'm gonna give you the five things, and but go read it because there's is a lot more uh, information here than what I'm just gonna gloss over. Um, first, and probably most importantly, is signing history. Um, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, you know. How, how has the signer been, been in the past? Right. If it's know. someone like a Julio Jones, and I'm not ripping on him, but there's a four year gap in him signing, so you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Sure. If he hasn't signed a card in four years, and you buy a redemption, you're you're in it for the long haul. It sounds like. You know? Um, autograph backlog. How many autographs does he have that he has to sign that he hasn't yet? Ah, makes sense. Okay. Um, is it a multi sign card? Now that's one. I actually that's it's number three here. I don't think that it should it shouldn't be anywhere anywhere below that. That's one to really consider. Is you say Paul signs it and then it's got to go to somebody else. And that's my problem with I think the card that I'm currently waiting on. It is a multi sign card, and I guess that's where the hang up is. Yeah, uh, the seller is number four. That's self explanatory. Um, sellers are just sometimes difficult. Absolutely. I mean, Mike Trout guy is still looking for five hundred thousand dollars. So. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the worst case scenario, 
And what he says here is, what if the player decides they're not going to sign, sign, and my redemption is sent to a replacement hell? And <laughs> am I okay with that? Never, but it's always a possibility. Replacement hell is somewhere you don't want to be. It's been a pain in uh, other people's arses before. It has. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and let's uh, let's be fair. It could end up in your favor. It really you know, could. you send off a $20 prospect autograph or something, and that guy, for whatever reason, is never going to sign the card. They may send you back a, re- a retired Hall of Fame autograph, which might be better than what you were looking at getting. So we'll be fair. Sure. Replacement, you know, they can come through and on the customer service side and take care of you. It just may take a little bit of time. Yeah, it may so take a little bit of time. I think the key with redemptions is the word patience. Yeah. You, you know, got to be patient. You got to be patient. Just a little patience. Wow, taking it back. Uh, I don't even like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> wow, man. That's a... Um, woo. Yeah. I've been walking in the streets tonight. Wow. It's too much, right? Yeah, it's, it's too much, man. It's too much. All uh, right. Let's I'll, move on to Paradise City. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll move on. Now, we're going to get into our first break. And uh, before we do that, we just want to mention Still City Collectibles. Whew, man, those guys just doing it big for us yeah man and they they got everything you need man just check them out man they got supplies they got wax they got the newest stuff they're ready to prisms dropping today they're ready to ship it today so um you know check them out yeah go check them out and then also want to mention one more giveaway before we go to break uh a few weeks ago we did a interview with with matt and we were talking about the uh cameron cameron bakendova autographs from cryptozoic that didn't get into the uh into the product because they got returned late well Ryan Cracknell up there in Victoria. No, I'm sorry. He's not in Victoria. That's where I want to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. He's uh, up there just having fun. V- Victoria is a beautiful island that is on like the Canadian. It's it's a Canadian Long island. island. Yeah, Long Island. It's a Canadian island right up like near Seattle. Okay. Oh, man, it's beautiful, too. All right, all right, it's right. the place to go. Okay, but, I got um, you. They sent, they sent Mr. Cracknell a... One of these autographs. It's a great looking card. And it's man. a great looking card. It still has. He hasn't taken it out of the package. It has the gold wrapper on it still. Sweet dead stock. Yeah, dead stock. So, uh, he wanted to give it away. Uh, so I posted a link. It's in a few different places. It's on the homepage. It is on our Facebook page, and it's on our Twitter pages as well. So go check those out. Get entered into that giveaway, and uh, hopefully your name comes up with a winner on that. That's a it's got a nice little resale value on the secondary market. Now, we're going to go to break, and when we go to break and come out, we come out of the break, we're going to get uh, Scott Sargent on the phone, and we're going to just be amazed by shoe talk. Yeah, man. And it's don't go anywhere. Listen to this. It's going to be worth your while. I promise you. Indeed. Yeah, I promise you. So uh, we'll be right back. You guys hang tight. Hey, guys. This is Lindsay Jones, the art director of Beckett Media, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. And we are back from that quick break, and we're going to get to the meat and bones of this show. It's yeah, something that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. We're, we wanted to do a shoe podcast all about, all about sneakerheads and kicks and whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we, we reached out on the Twitterverse and said, hey, who do we need to talk to? Everybody pointed us to Scott Sargent from SB Nation. And guess who's on the phone? Uh, Scott? Scott Sargent nice. from SB Nation. What's up, Scott? Not too much, guys. Uh, live here from Cleveland. Um, you know, it's you know the the site you know that we that we run around here is waiting for next year. But the ne- next year has has more than more than arrived in the last few months. It's been an exciting time. Oh, for sure, man. For sure, it's a good time to be a Cleveland fan as long as it's uh, baseball and basketball, right? 
No, for sure. I mean, the the NFL it's it's a it's a it's a it's a Brownstown, but they, that whole team's been about an afterthought over the last few months between you know the parade pretty much taking us into July and then uh you know the Bra- or the Indians, I should say, um playing playing into November here. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun and you know, I think nobody's more happy than than Sashi Brown and those guys in Berea because the the attention being paid to the other two teams is almost making making what's going on in the football side of things irrelevant while they you know try to rebuild their program because uh it's a it's a very exciting time and and uh you know being in the world series and you know three months after celebrating an nba championship is something that not a lot of cities get to uh participate in and to be able to do it in cleveland is almost surreal given you know the 50 years that have preceded it that's it's you know what we we joke about it in the office here a little bit just the drought now now that the possibility of back-to-back championships in that city is it's simply amazing. It is and, absolutely. Uh, last night, before we get into the shoes, you, you were at the ring ceremony for uh, for the Cavs, and then you hopped over to the World Series game. What was that scene like, man? So the, the ring ceremony was crazy. Um, you know, I've watched many of them on TV. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, as I'm a big NBA fan, so the opening night of the NBA is, a, is always a big deal for me. Um, you know, so but you know, you've been watching all these other teams get their rings, and to be live. To watch these guys, you know, this group of guys is, is 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 special in a way that, you know, you have you know guys well in their 30s like like Richard Jefferson and, and Channing Frye who are adored, you know, just as much as you know some of the starters. And then to see the way that, you know, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron they you know they played a ton of highlights on the on the uh, Humongotron as they call it at the queue because it's 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 almost you know akin to what they have at Jerry World uh, from a a size standpoint, but obviously relative to a basketball court instead of a football field. Sure. Um, you know, and every time they showed Kyrie Irving's three or LeBron's block or Kevin Love Ding up on, on Steph Curry at the end of game seven, you know, the place just is palpable. I mean, they, it, 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 you, you could feel the buzz. And then when they introduce those guys to get their rings and then LeBron takes, you know, hold stage at center court and, and has about a two or three minute discussion with, with the fans. Uh, it was just really, really fun to be a part of and watch those guys rubbing their rings on the banners that's going up into the, into the rafters. Um, you know, this is a city that, that, that retired Nate Thurman's number um, because of, you know, the, the, the couple of years, you know, he played here at the tail end of his career, um, you know, so the, the the banner game in Cleveland hasn't been very strong, you know, to put it to put it lightly, and to to have a championship banner finally going to the rafters was a lot of fun, and to have uh, you know to have that Cavs team be the ones to do it was was that much better. That's that's such a great feeling, I'm sure. For sure. And then you got to leave and hop right over to watch the the playoff game, right? Yeah, I didn't go into the stadium. Oh, okay. uh, watched it, watched it, watched it downtown. Um, you know, so to to I mean, there was the the there was just as many people downtown watching it you know various establishments are outside on the uh on the giant screens they had outside the stadium as there were inside um and the the energy again i you know i hate to be cliche but it was it was very much alive and to to see them take that early lead and then just add on to it you know throughout the game and then the way andrew miller you know got into trouble both innings and uh then became andrew miller and uh and Mm -hmm. and and ended the innings uh, as as he as he's wont to do. Um, you know the they, they the the fans love run scoring just as much as they do you know those huge strikeouts and those high leverage situations. And then to see you know Cody Allen lock it down as as 
one of the more more dominant closers in the game. Uh, it's it's just it's been this team has been weird. Um, you know they they've overcome a lot in terms of injuries. You know they lost two Cy Young candidates and Danny Salazar and Carlos Carrasco. Um, you know they had a starting pitcher mm-hmm. slice his finger on a drone in the in the ALCS and had to you know patchwork together a game with eight arms from the bullpen. Uh, and and they, they they faced two high powered offenses in Boston and Toronto, and they still scrapped together these these games with hit by hit by pitch RBIs and and stolen bases. And they play a, it's weird because they play a National League style of game against a, a National League opponent, and uh, they're they're they've they've ridden their advantages very very far. And uh, to take a 1-0 lead in the World Series, I mean the statistics are there. I mean there that's it, it puts you at a decided advantage for the rest of the series. So to you know, to be in this position is is incredible. To think that you know, riding the wave off the Cavs, and you know, a lot of people want to say are the Cavs too. You know, had have they had an impact? Is the Cavs winning had an impact in the Indians being able to do what they do? And I think that's to shortchange the guys in that clubhouse because they they've been scrappy and scrapping together this this whole series and whole season, and to get this far with the way they have, and then to beat these powerhouses. They haven't been a favorite in any of these games they've played in throughout the entire postseason, and they've only lost one. So I, th- I think that speaks volumes for the for those guys in that clubhouse. And the, the sheer genius of Terry Francona to make it all work is should not be understated either. That's right. That's right. All right, man. Thank you for that great analysis. I just want to mention also that Andrew Miller has not given up a run in the postseason. 78 batters faced, zero runs. He tried, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tried hard, but he came through in the end, though. Uh, uh, it's – the conversation is is one that uh, Paul and I are having because he's pulling for the Cubbies and I'm I'm pulling for the Tribe, so yep. it's a little inner office, inner radio, uh, back and forth. So I'm glad to have a Cleveland guy in here with me talking. So I'm gonna get some Chicago people, <laughs> Chicago yeah. guys lined up. Yep. All right, man. Let's jump into the shoes. Um, <laughs> I like this, what you said there. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, this is this is a, a subject matter that I've just recently uh, gained interest in because I, I looked at the secondary market for him and I was like. This is just insane. Yep, it um, is. We've, we've collected and sold baseball cards pretty much our whole lives, but the shoe game is on a whole other level. And um, Yeah, I'm not standing in line to get baseball cards Yeah, you're anywhere. not standing in line to get nope, baseball cards. I'm not cards camping either. out. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So let's, let's just talk about it. Um, how long have you, have you been a, a sneakerhead there, Scott? So, I mean, the roots can kind of be dated back to about 86, 87. Um, the, you know, I, I came in, you know, as, as most individuals, my age, uh, growing up with Jordans, uh, Michael Jordan was the, the name, the brand, the, the individual, the shoes. And, uh, my first pair was a, a pair of Jordan sixes and I'm, I'm fairly certain I can't recall. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, I was, I was able to get these Jordan sixes because the Jordan sevens had already been out and the Jordan sixes were on the clearance shelves and my parents were finally willing to, to pay for for a pair of shoes like that because you know back in the day you know those those shoes were still a hundred bucks and a hundred dollars for a pair of shoes in the 80s um was was incredible especially for a a kid who was either going to beat the hell out of them on the playground or or grow out of them by the time christmas rolled around and uh, so you know i was always into them you know based on the mystique and the allure of the jordans but i think not being able to have them um, because of, you know, cost. And, you know, I'm a, grew up in a blue-collar household. You know, father's a fireman, mother was a nurse. We weren't exactly 
I mean, we were provided for very well, but it, we weren't, uh, you know, living in, in excesses of riches here in terms of being able to drop a bunch of money on sneakers. And uh, so there's always that, you know, kind of underlying current that uh, that was rooted there. And it wasn't until, you know, I could really afford shoes on my own that, uh, you know, I got back into it. It wasn't, you know, I, there was, I, I would say it took a good 10, 15 years off because of, you know, school and, you know, student loans and things like that that took in, you know, much more of my discretionary income. And then now with the way, you know, the Le- LeBrons have, have been a big, big part of, you know, being in Cleveland and then, you know, retroing a lot of these Jordans, being able to purchase shoes that I couldn't get when I was younger, um, you know, the, the, I mean, obviously a newer replica of the exact, you know, older model um, has, has really caught on. And, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely not amongst the largest, you know, in terms of size of collection, but, uh, you know, the passion for it is very much there. And I'm, I'm very picky um, in, in what I'll, I'll buy, but I do wear everything that I buy, which is, I know, a lot different than a lot of other collectors who, who buy these shoes and then just keep them on shelves and, and have, you know, you know, quote unquote, you know, their grails and their, and their, and their, and their go-tos. But it was, it's, it's, it's something that has been around in me for, you know, I'm 35. So going on, you know, 25 years or so, you know, for this to be going on, but it's still very much alive. I mean, the game is, is, has changed a lot and with the internet and the way you can, you know, buy and sell things on the secondary market, like you alluded to, um, you know, before there's a lot of just shows, you know, I remember even baseball cards, you know, you went to baseball card shows if you wanted a certain thing because you couldn't, they didn't have eBay and they didn't have all these online outlets. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very, very similar now with, with the sneaker game. And, you know, unlike cards that have kind of been oversaturated and lost a lot of value because of, you know, the different brands that are coming out and the, the way that, the, you know, the, the packs have been structured, um, you know, Nike has made it, and Adidas now has kind of stepped into the game as well, but Nike kind of led the way with making things very, very limited. And uh, when things are limited, the hype around them and the marketing around them, you know, just by users, you know, Nike and Jordan don't have to market them because the people talking about them on Twitter and Facebook do a lot of it themselves and uh, and, and keep that hype alive. And uh, that's why the secondary market is, is so substantial is because they're they're very limited um, and, and people are willing to do a lot of things for them, including camping out in all hours of the night or standing in line, like you mentioned. And, and as long as that continues to happen, I think the uh, – the, the the you know I keep, I keep referring it to the game but the shoe game will be will be very very prominent and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the LeBron line now because there are rumors of retroing those so that can keep things rolling for Nike in a in a very big way wow that's uh it's a lot of information but it's a lot of good information uh and you touched on some some terms there grails for one and uh some some other some <laughs> some beaters maybe but can, let's let's describe some of the terms that uh, sneakerheads use. Grails are obviously your holy grail, right? Your your holy grail shoe. Yeah, the the like the the if you had this power rank the your your collection or shoes that you would you covet, uh, Grails would be the number one. Um, you know, LeBron has a pair of Grails that he keeps in a in a glass box, and it's the shoes that he wore in his first game in his first NBA game. The you know the Zoom generation. Um, you know the and they they Nike numbered them and dated them for him and the tongue and it's it's a one of one 
And, uh, you know, that's obviously the grail to have anytime you can get something like that. Um, you know, but everybody's grail is different, um, you know, based on taste or based on some people want to make their grails based on cost. Others want to make it based on, you know, an experience that they had. Um, you know, for me, you know, again, that, that Jordan 6 was a big deal. And for that to be remade a couple of years back, that was a, a must-buy for me. Um, you know, there's still a couple out there that I would love to add to the collection that I would probably put in grail status. But uh, you know, the the you, you really can't have more than one Grail. It's 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 you know it's it is you know people want to see, you know use the term favorite for a lot of things. But uh, the Grail is the is the cream of the crop when it comes to a personal collection. So so here in, in the collecting world, baseball card size, uh, we're talking fifty two Mantle or T two hundred six Wagner. That would be our Grail. So just to put it in comparative terms for you. Uh, for you guys out there, that's that's what we're talking about here. Now, what's colorway and and dead stock and and that kind of stuff? Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of terms in the in the, in the community that, that people toss around. Dead stock is unworn. Okay. Um, and un and unworn shoes are the ones that carry the most of the value. So when you talk about online outlets like StockX, um, who has recently crept into the scene in terms of matching buyers with sellers, um, they only they only use and trade uh, in, in dead stock shoes. So, you know, much like, you know, mint um, and, you know, and, you know, baseball cards, once they, once they're worn, um, they, they immediately lose value. It's like driving a car off the lot. Right. And, and uh, so for collectors uh, who, who, who do not wear shoes and they, and they just collect certain, certain, vintages of of these of these of these shoes then you know they have to be dead stock for them to buy them now if you're someone who wants shoes and you do wear them you can you can go on ebay and get like nine of ten or eight of ten you know quality you know they've been worn one or two times uh and then you get them at a severe discount and that's and if you're going to wear them that's a great way to go about it if you don't mind wearing a shoe that someone else has worn once or twice um, where, the, where the quality is still very, very high. And they, you know, I clean all of my shoes after I'm done wearing them. So the, you know, all they've been worn, they look almost brand new, um, but I could never get away with selling them at a dead stock price. Now, colorway is, you know, any any Jordan or any LeBron or Kyrie or any shoes along those lines will be made. It'll be the same model shoe throughout the year. Um, you know, if the, the LeBron 13 came out last October. You know, the 14 won't be coming out for a couple months here. But Nike will release, you know, 10 to 15 different colorways of that shoe. Now, the, each one of them has a has a story behind it. Um, you know, they're they, they're coming out with their graffiti, an Akron graffiti colorway soon here of the low, um, and it is it's 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 a replication of some you know a certain wall in Akron that's infamous for having all this graffiti on it. You know, so there's a storyline there. Uh, they, they, you know, every once in a while he'll release a Cavs colorway, so you might be able to get one in in wine and gold. They do a United States colorway every summer for both Kyrie and LeBron. Same with Katie and Kobe, where it's red, white, and blue. Fourth uh, of July might get the same thing. There'll be an Easter or Christmas colorway, depending on the holiday, and you'll see these guys wear their Christmas edition or Easter edition shoes around that holiday. And obviously, the Christmas ones will be red and green. Uh, Easter is usually a pastel of some sort. So there's the variety of colorways there. Um, another another term that. You know, you get you, you hear get thrown around as hype beast, and it's it's one word, um, but it's 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 a it's a name that people throw around to, it's, as a pejorative to uh, you know kind of disparage people who only buy shoes because people are talking about them and not because it's something that uh, you know they personally have, have value in. Um, so that's that's another term that kind of gets thrown around the community. But there's a lot of it's kind of like its own language a lot of in a lot of ways. But uh, 
you know, even last night there was a, a giant line. Nike was selling a game seven, the game seven colorway for uh, Kyrie and LeBron in a package, and it was the exact shoes that those two wore during game seven when they beat the uh, when they beat the Warriors. And it's it's extremely limited. It was only it was only sold in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things where a lot of people were buying multiple packs, some of them to wear, some of them to sell. And, uh, you know, the secondary market on those I haven't looked at yet, but it's probably going to be probably about 200% of what the retail cost was just because of the limited, you know, the limited selling and the way that the whole thing was dropped. So, you know, colorways can be hit or miss. Some of them are, you know, very, very rare. Some of them are very, very common. But if you if you look at the secondary market, it's a big deal because a a Jordan Four in the cement colorway is going to be much, much more than a Jordan Four in a, in another one. So it it just depends on you know the way it works. But it's it there's they're not all created equal. Um, but you know they're they're out there depending on you know people's you know preference. Uh, some people don't like the black and red, and some people want white, and some people want the black and red. So you'll you'll there's something for everybody in the colorway scheme. Wow. <clears throat> that's a that's a lot of information right there. That is just some good stuff, man. I had no idea that <laughs> yeah. the, that was that involved in that that uh that they had their own language. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's, we have our own language in collecting cards. Right. And, you know, the novice would probably get lost. I'm going to tell you I'm lost, but I'm I'm in a I'm lost in a good way cuz I'm really interested. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. So. All right. So, Scott, so all right, so I, I don't collect shoes at all, right? So how would I get started in this? Is there is there a way to get started, or, or what would be your advice to to try to figure this whole, you know, kind of dissect it piece by piece to to kind of jump into it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to jump into something you're not passionate about. I mean, if you're going to if you're if you if you decide you want to like learn more about it and you become interested in it. Um, you know, I think that that would be the start. Um, kind of figure out where a lot of these are rooted in. There's a lot of websites out there. You know, Soul Collector is a great one that um, you know has like the history of Jordans, and you can go you know in each each year and see like what was what was behind the you know the story behind them and what makes them more important than the others and and things like that. Um, you know, I've always been somebody who has has been more personal preference on the collecting side. Um, you know, while Jordans kind of got me into it. And I have, uh, you know, my fair share. Um, you know, I've, I've just based on being in Cleveland and, and what LeBron has meant to the city. And I know they they don't have the same resale value as a Jordan does. But uh, you know, I love picking up older LeBrons. Um, again, you know, StockX and eBay are a great place to 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 find older models of shoes that you can't find anywhere else. Like you can't find a a LeBron 10 Christmas because it's a five year old shoe. And 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 they they just don't make them anymore. So you you're going to pay a premium for it, but it's it's one of those things where if it's something that that piques your interest because you know it was an important game for you and your you know in your in your 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 fandom uh, might be something you want to pick up. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of resources out there online, and you know in terms of education, and there's even more out there in terms of acquiring um, because you know the days of waiting you know, in, in line at Foot Locker or even being able to walk into a Foot Locker and having them just on the shelves waiting there for you are, are long gone. You need to, you know, know exactly what you want, and, and but there are outlets out there to make that happen and facilitate the transactions pretty seamlessly. <laughs> no, it's funny that you said that thing about your, your – earlier because um about your family and and having to be able to to afford the shoes my my rule in my house was i had to pay for one shoe my mom and dad bought one shoe and i bought the other shoe so i had to pay half of it but now i'm so curious now as i want to go back and i kind of remember what they look like they were jordans i want to figure out what jordans i had when i was a kid (laughs) to try to figure out try to go back and get those so that's awesome all right man 
what, what's we've we've talked about these prices. What's the like the the highest price you know of that that's a pair of shoes have been sold for? So there, there's a, and I can't think of what the the model is. There's a Jordan Four out there um, that I know has has sold for about twenty five thousand. Um, and there, if you go on StockX right now, Eminem and Nike collabed on a Jordan Four, um, and with Carhartt, which is I know sounds crazy, but. Um, there was a very limited edition Carhartt and M&M collaboration with Jordan. And right now, I think the last sale of that shoe was around 22000 um, which is well beyond any scope that I would be willing to pay for a pair of shoes. Um, but, I mean, they do get up in the, in the, in the, in the, in the five figures in a lot of ways. Um, I know a lot of the recent Kanye releases for Adidas, the uh, – you know he's he's been fetching several thousand dollars for some of his, um, and if you want to even scope it back to the LeBrons, I know the LeBron championship pack uh, from when he won his second title in Miami. Uh, Nike released a high top and a low top version of his sneaker in a championship colorway, and uh, even right now in the secondary market, that's fetching around three thousand dollars. So. The, uh, the the it gets up there. Um, there's there you're, you're talking a lot of commas in in some of these shoes. Um, most most shoes, however, you know if you're looking for a, a limited edition Jordan or limited edition LeBron, you're you're looking at in that you know probably five to six hundred dollar range. That I would say that would be about the median resale price on a lot of these you know coveted sneakers. Um, but if you if you want you know the you know the like the, you know to go back to the Grail, if you want to have a shoe that's like one of fifty. Um, you're you're paying you're paying several thousand dollars to uh, to be able to acquire that shoe. Wow, <laughs> I just I'm, I'm dumbstruck. I I don't even know what to say. It's it's something that I'm interested in, obviously, you know. And but wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's amazing. So all right, so let's just talk about what are the most um, important things that potential collectors need to know about the shoe game. I mean, I would imagine there's there's places to get them. Fakes, maybe. I don't know if I should say that word. Counterfeits. Counterfeits that, that might be out there. So, so give some advice to collectors out there, wh- where they need to go and what they need to do. Well, you know, the eBay, the hard part is you. there's a lot of collectors, especially the ones starting out, and I, and you, you can go online and, and Google, you know, Retro Jordans or something, and they'll take you to, like, a, a big cartel shop that claims to be selling Retro Jordans for a price that's much cheaper than you're seeing in the secondary market. But then they want you to like wire the money, and they don't want to use like credit card or anything like that. And and that's when you the the big red flags is when they're much substantially less than than what the secondary market is pricing. You know, almost across the board. If you look at eBay and you look at StockX, and you're seeing prices, and then you find somewhere online that has it for like fifty or sixty dollars less. That's that should be your first signal that. You're, they're either going to be fake or you're not getting anything at all, and these people are just going to take your money and run. Um, you know, that's 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 something to be concerned about. Obviously, you know the safety involved in in picking shoes up in person uh, in in rougher neighborhoods can be can be uh, you know a concern if you're you know no, be aware of your surroundings if you're buying and if, you know physically purchasing something. Um, but yeah, the 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 fake you know on eBay, there's a lot of you know potential for fake shoes being sold there. Um, I would just make sure if you're going to, you know, play in the secondary market, you do it with someone you trust. Um, you know, I, I keep mentioning them, but StockX, when uh, someone sells a shoe, they send it directly to StockX and it gets sent for verification. And they and they fine tooth the shoe to make sure it is original. 
that it is has been unworn and that it you know that the box is in perfect condition that's another thing that we didn't talk about um you know the boxes have become a big deal as well um you know they you know a lot of shoes if you buy on ebay will be less if you they don't come with the new box or you know or if the box has been damaged because a lot of people do store their shoes in boxes and nike has actually started using the box as a as a bit of a marketing ploy as well like the first Kyrie that came out a couple of years back uh, had a had a specific design box you know made for that release so there's a lot of additional marketing and packaging involved there um, you know so you, you just got to make sure that you trust who who you're going through and, and a lot of times if it's too if it looks too good to be true it probably is um, you know there, there's something to be said about getting something at a discount or less than retail or less than other people were paying a couple weeks ago but uh, if, if something is, is substantially less expensive than it was, uh, that's, I, that, that would be a huge red flag in terms of either potential counterfeit or, or not getting anything sent your way once you send the money in. That's, um, that sounds a lot like baseball card market. Absolutely. You, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, there's a lot of parallels here. And when, when you're buying cards, you want to make sure you're, it's coming from a trusted dealer or a site, you know. Yeah. Um, and one of the most counterfeited cards is the 8687 Fleer Jordan. Yeah, so exactly. Talking, yeah, exactly. Jordan across the board, right? The, um, so, man, it's just it, – it's piqued my interest so much because as, you're, as we're talking here, I'm, we're, Paul and I are sitting here going through uh, StockX and, and, other, and other sites too. The Carhartts that we just saw, the Eminem uh, Jordan Carhartts, twenty thousand dollars is that what that was? Yeah, twenty grand. That is amazing. I don't. Yeah, I don't... last sale was twenty three, and that's a seven thousand dollar drop from the one before that. So they, that oh. that shoe fetched thirty thousand dollars not too long ago. Holy moly! So it's a time to buy, right? It's time to buy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the stock market: <laughs> buy low, sell yeah, high. It's, right? it's on sale, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Before we let you get out of here, as one last question. Um, what what are you currently collecting now or wearing uh shoe wise what are you what are you chasing is it lebron's is it is it jordan's what is it is it something outside of nike maybe maybe adidas or something like that so the the the, the kanye adidas line is extremely hard to find um you either need to know someone who can backdoor them for you that's another term in the sneaker industry backdoor means you know a store gets a certain amount, a certain run of shoes and they're and they are mysteriously gone before the retail drop is supposed to happen um, because people are in the store either selling them at a premium or to friends or something along those lines um, you know and that's the mystique that adidas has created um, you know around kanye west is that it's it's it, they're very limited, um, and they're willing to leave money on the table for themselves, knowing that the secondary market is going to create a ton of buzz around around their shoes. Uh, me personally, I'm I, I've I've I don't want to say soured. I've slowed down considerably on the Jordan front. Um, I really haven't seen anything that uh, is is kind of a must-have. The Space Jam 11s coming out this uh, this winter. I'll probably pick up. Um, it's it's the Jordan 11 retro that is around the movie Space Jam. Um, that, that came out, you know, obviously, you know, 20 years ago or so, but uh, they, it's a specific colorway that has been very praised in the sneaker community for the Jordan 11. It has a patent leather, um, patent leather toe and a, an icy bottom that makes the shoe look really, really clean. Um, but I've been personally picking up a lot of LeBrons and Kyries lately, and I realize that's not necessarily going to, you know, boost the value of my collection, but from a, a nostalgia standpoint, 
these guys have meant so much to me from a for you know from a from a from a fan perspective and what they've done for the city of Cleveland. I picked up the Game Six and Game Seven championship packs. Um, I don't know if I'll wear them. I got them in my size, but I, I, I they, they look so so nice in the in the packaging that Nike put together. Um, and then anything that comes out in the, in the near term, I know I heard the Kyrie three is going to be really really cool. Um, and then any you know I keep using like I, I keep going back to StockX, but I've been using them a lot to pick up older older LeBrons because when he went to Miami. This is kind of a funny story, but when he went to Miami, I kind of, you know, completely washed my hands with anything LeBron James for a couple of years, and it just so happened that the, the you know, eights, nines, and tens that that were released when he was in Miami were probably some of the the, the best technology that had been released in the LeBron color in the LeBron line. So now I'm kind of walking back with my tail between my legs to pick up some of these older shoes that I didn't get when they were. When they were retailed, but uh, to that point, you know, the, the secondary market allows you to kind of pick and choose, you know, in hindsight, knowing what's out there. You know, a lot of times you, you want to buy something, you know, today, not knowing what's going to be out there in a week or two. But uh, the secondary market allows you to kind of pick your battles and uh, and pick up sneakers that uh, that you may have missed out on, you know, for any given reason. Mine out of stubbornness. Uh, a lot of other people just basically because they, they just couldn't get their hands on a shoe when it was released. So. It's it's been more it's been a high higher Cleveland focus for me, but uh, that's I'm, again I'm one specific collector and one specific fan of sneakers. A lot of people have different different reasons on why they pick up certain things. I was next to a guy in line yesterday who has over a thousand sneakers, and uh, he just collects, and uh, you know he 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 just he just picks up shoes based on you know story, based on hype, based on a bunch of different varieties. I'm 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 very much more selective in what I choose, and uh, it's been a very very Cleveland focus for me. Very cool. Hey, one thing you mentioned was um, that you got them in your size. Does does size matter in the shoe game? Is there one size that's more popular than the other, or does it matter which so one? From a, re- a resale standpoint, yeah. Um, I'm a 12, um, and that's that's on the higher side of things. Um, okay. But anywhere between 10 and 10, you know, nine and a half to 10 and a half is very very popular. That's the wheelhouse. Um, huh? Just based on based on you know ad- the average male, I believe, is a size nine and a half or 10. Okay. So when you're when you're looking to sell. And you're looking to resale for in the in the resale market, from a demand standpoint, um, those that that size is is much more lucrative for a lot of sellers. Um, you know, so I fear if you're looking to potentially make money to to pay for something you purchased, your best bet is to buy one in your size and then buy one in a nine or nine and a half, ten somewhere in there, and then you can you can move that that second package and potentially cut the cost that you had. Uh, you know, put into into your own shoe. You know, some of them. You know, I've, the, the 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 Nike pack that's been released this week for Kyrie and LeBron have retailed for 300, um, but I've seen them in the secondary market already for for five to 600. So if you bought two of them, you you pretty much pay for your own in in moving one of them. And and again, your best your best chance to do that is in that, you know, anywhere within between a half size around that size 10 would be your best bet. Okay, perfect. That's, that's perfect, man. All right, we're gonna let you get out of here because we got to get back to work. But I want to thank you for coming on. You were just a wealth of knowledge, and I'm, I'm dumbstruck, but I'm interested, and I'm going to go check this out more. Absolutely. This is this has been a great. Um, before you get out of here, I just want to say go Tribe. Go Tribe. Yeah. Go Tribe. Yeah, go Roll Tribe. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Uh, let's do this. Let's. Can we do this again, like maybe next year, and talk about some new shoes? Anytime. All right, awesome. Anytime. Awesome. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Thanks, Scott.
them strapped and laced, they come up on them. The last person that touched them, I got them. Forces is Kiwi. You couldn't get this color if you had a personal genie. You know I keep it hip hop, man. Flip flop. Yeah, my first ones in tip top. My first one flip flop. I like the limited edition, the khaki and only gray. Had another pin strike. You should see how I do the strain. Size 12 with the strain. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> That's a. Wow, I, unbelievable. First of all, I want to thank him, thank Scott for coming on. That was just amazing. It was a wealth of knowledge. And I'm, I'm intrigued. I don't even know where to start, though. It's, uh, start by getting a loan. We're going to yeah, get a loan, we're get a loan, I think, to get this started. We're getting out of the baseball card game. We're yeah, getting man. into the shoe yeah, game. We'll, we'll put in our pink slips. Wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't listen, this, Brian. Oh, that's right. You don't a, listen anyway. He doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, that's right. This, that was amazing. I It was just a wealth of knowledge. Thanks again for coming on, man. It was something that... I was interested in. I think we both were like yeah. casually interested in. Yeah. But after that interview, I am full bore, like all about it. Now. Yeah, man. I got the lingo down, and yeah. I'm gonna go find me some dead stock. <laughs> you guys, like, <laughs> I've been mentioning it for a couple weeks now. Go watch Sneakerheads on Netflix, and there's other, there's other documentaries out there about shoes as well that you need to go check out. But Sneakerheads was really good. It was informative, and that's where I caught the bug. But then having Scott on, it just peaked yeah, it even more. Absolutely. Um, now this is our Halloween week episode. <laughs> and those prices that he was talking about were scary. Yes, but uh, we got we got some we got something else scary in the room with us right now. We do, we, got, we do on a couple levels. <laughs> we got Justin Grunit, the OG of Beckett Radio. Grunit, did I say that right? Grunit, Grunit. There's an R at the end there. Grunert. Grunert. My bad. Grunert. Uh, we got Justin in here uh, in the studio with us. And first of all, before I introduced what this is, I just want to tell you congratulations. I want to tell you, uh, you, know, you know, people chase dreams every day, yeah. and you know, this is this was a dream of yours, and it's, I I can see that it's not stopping here. No, no. So, so congratulations for at Thank least you. having the courage to chase your dream. And we did well. And you did well. Yeah. But uh, let's let's tell the people what you did. I okay. You entered the San Antonio horrific horrific film fest ninth annual by ninth way. annual yes. with your own short film i did called blind date yes and you kind of should be called scary date actually <laughs> <laughs> and you and uh you kicked a little bit of arse down there a little bit a uh little we bit. were we were nominated for seven or eight awards and we won best actress best actress okay yeah. what, what's her name her name is wendy chi okay and she was terrifying she killed it right <laughs> she killed it but i'm it's a uh, she episode. was she was awesome. Uh, she worked really hard. She read the script and was like, "I'm in." And I actually didn't realize that it was her first ever movie role. Okay, I think she had done play work and done like improv classes, but a buddy of mine vouched for her and was like, "She's amazing. She's really good in class. I think you should really look at her." And when I talked to her without even an audition, I was like, "I know I can work with her because she was really cool." And so I just said be on set on this day at this time and we're ready to go and she was there now speaking of on set where was set the beckett warehouse was actually most of the uh the film um we did some shooting in an apartment but that was like when they pick each other or he picks her up on the date sure but 90 percent of the film is takes place in our warehouse but you'll never know because the lights are so dark that all you see is like a spotlight on a table okay where the victim is all right and you would never see anything Beckett related. Like I was you, gonna say, yeah, there's no sports cards. Yeah, right no, 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 no. There's like no that. posters. No, you you don't even see any boxes that say Beckett on them. It's 
you'd never know. That's so awesome. That Although you the basketball hoop that we have in there does make a little cameo appearance in the movie. Does it? As they're walking downstairs, you see it, and no one caught it. Oh, and wow. I was like, that, I was, that was the one thing that I wanted to get out of the movie, and I forgot. And no one noticed it when we were watching. I was like, all right, just run with it. So you wrote <laughs> this, you shot it, you edited it, and this is all, this is, was this your, your first movie? Or was this your first movie in a festival? First movie in a festival. Okay. I, I did a short film for class that I'm. It was a really, it was really poorly done. Um, I there was a lot of mistakes, but I learned from those mistakes with this film, and the quality turned out to be really good. Um, I, I'm really proud of what I did with this one. Well, you should be, man, because although it's not going to make me any money, there's no monetary value to this film. It's just for festivals, and that's okay. You know, that's all I'm, right. That's all right. A lot of people I've, saw your movie. You never yeah. know who's going to be like, oh. Well, we need a we need a scary chick to come back and do some stuff for our movie. So they're gonna well, they're that, gonna think of you. That'd be great for her, but I want to get I want them to be like, we want you to direct our movie. Well, you so never that's know. What I want. But, um, you never know. I, I met a lot of really cool celebrities. I met Eric Roberts. You met, I was gonna, I was gonna say from, that from uh, Shark to Puss fame, and uh, he was in the Dark Knight. He played the mob boss in Dark Knight. Let, let's be honest. Hold on, back up. Backing up. Uh, Eric Roberts. You say of Sharktopus fame, which yeah. I understand. You're a big fan I of that. I love the and, cheesy sci-fi channel movies. And I, I understand that, but. Eric Roberts is known for music video fame and being Julia Roberts' brother. <laughs> but I love that. He's seriously in everything, and you don't know it until, like, the end, and then you're like, oh, He's that was guy. Eric Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, he, he, uh, he, he was signing autographs, and I was the second person to get an autograph. And the first guy had, like, ten posters. So I just kind of, like, stood awkwardly behind him, like, I guess I'm the end of the line. And it was just one of those, like, come on, dude, hurry up. But finally, I get up to him, and I'm. He's like, "Do you want a picture? Do you want this and that?" And I was like, "No, I got my own poster." And I pulled out this little eleven by seventeen. He kind of gave me this look at first, like, "What the hell are you pulling out?" And then I unravel it. And he went, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And he loves he loves Sharktopus, and he was really excited that me and my wife both watch that movie every time it comes on. Sweet. We've I think we've seen it like five times. Wow. It's and been on five times. You've seen it all five. <laughs> no, it's been on several times. Five, I, dude, five for five. Sci-Fi Channel will play that thing to death because now it's just free for them. It's just sure. easy money. Um, sure. But he was he was great. Uh, I will say that I met a lot of really cool filmmakers, and we uh, I gave out a lot of memorabilia from the film. I did. We had um, diapers that we were autographed and gave away. Now uh, let's. And you are a grown man, right? You can't just yeah. say diapers and not adult explain diapers. That. There were um, there were adult diapers in this film yes. that played a role. Yes, they so, did. So uh, that's why the, you were giving those out. The victim <laughs> the victim wore a diaper that's explained in the film and. Uh, it's one of those like throwaway comments, but everybody started kind of like latching on to this. Holy crap, he's wearing a diaper thing, and I just kind of ran with it. And so when we got to the film festival, holy crap, he's wearing a diaper. I didn't even. <laughs> I, see, I see what you did I there. Didn't, I, no pun intended. That was completely by accident. So I decided, you know, it got such a good response from early viewings that I'm going to sign these things. And then on the inside of one of them, we wrote stuff on the inside of the diaper, and whoever got that actually got the movie used hammer. Okay. That we oh, use. Nice. Um, that's the weapon in the movie, and so this kid won it, and he had actually ended up fa- uh, friending me on Facebook almost immediately. Oh, sweet! After I left the festival, he's like, "I'm so happy, and you know, it was such a great movie, and I'm so happy that I got to meet you guys." So sweet, very it cool, was really cool, good stuff. And no, then the people yeah. you didn't like, you left the Hershey Kisses inside the diaper. <laughs> no, everybody was actually. <laughs> I will say that everybody was really, really nice at this film festival. There was not one negative experience. No. Awesome. 
let me ask you, can you take this film that it's now that it's been shown in San Antonio, yeah. can you use it, like you say, if Dallas had one or you, New Orleans, can you use the same film? Oh, or? yeah, yeah. I mean, every a lot of films, like uh, one of the films that was in, and I ended up becoming friends with the filmmaker from New York. Uh, his name's David, and I forgot his last name at the moment. Um, he entered into over 150 film festivals with the same film. Oh, wow. Um, there's some film festivals that they make you have a premiere uh, f- with their festival. So they'll say, oh, if it's not a Texas premiere or a worldwide premiere or whatever, we don't want it. And so they're really snooty like that. But most film festivals, they just want your movie to show it, man. They, okay. They're really cool about it. All right. that Man, I, again, congratulations. We're Thank proud you of you at the much. office in here. Uh, you, like I said, you had a dream and you chased it yep. and you made it happen. So If you go on to uh, Twitter and look me up at Twisted Monkey Pictures or Twisted Monkey 84, I think is my handle, at Twisted Monkey 84. Uh, we have pictures and stuff where, like, we took photos. We had the diapers on our heads and wore them as bandanas and stuff because they started going crazy with it, and I just ran with it. Okay, Twisted um, Monkey eighty four, huh? Yeah, at Twisted Monkey eighty four is my Twitter handle. All and right. then uh, there was one other thing I was going to say. Now I completely forgot. Oh, the the award. It was oh, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, It was a. It's really heavy, and it was a chainsaw. It was like a ten inch long chainsaw with a um, big marble square base, and that was really really cool. So. You had it in the office. I, I dug it. it I cool. had it for a day, and then I gave it to Wendy last night at school. Uh, we both go to the same school, and I handed it to her, and I swear a little tear started forming in the corner of my eye. Like, I have Aww. to give this away. But I, I couldn't be more proud of, of her. She worked really hard at this film, and she she deserves it. All right, man. That's Very that's cool. that's good stuff. Now, since you're here, okay, and you haven't been on in a while, okay, and this is Beckett Whatevs, we're... Uh, we, we we were just talking talking the movie, the scary movies that that's definitely a whatevs uh, topic but right. let's talk about some whatevs now in the football world oh boy. because you guys do the football pricing we together do. you collab Paul and I do you both, collab yeah. with the football world see what I did there reference to the shoes you like that I like that all right so um, I don't I don't know if I'm, I'm allowed to announce this yet but you are on your way out because you're possibly moving. Oh, no, it's not possibly. I am moving. Okay, you're I, moving. I, I don't think it's a problem now. I think everybody knows that okay. works here. Um, yeah, I'm moving to Houston. Uh, my wife got a really, really good job, and she's already down there, and I'm basically here until I finish school, and then I follow her down there. Okay, so you're, so. you're you because of that, you and Paul are training together, right. or you're training Paul. I'm handing it off to Paul. You're handing it off to Paul. What are your thoughts about the releases this year so far? Uh, they're pretty good. I will say that it's it's shocking at how many high-end products we have. Right off the to, bat, right? Well, it's not even right off the bat. It's almost consistent. Other than contenders, uh, like the Don Russ products and Prism, I think there was like one, other t- one or two other ones, but almost like a score. But most of the products coming out for the rest of the year are one to three packs, four packs per product. and I mean, they're really high-end. Okay. All right. What do you think about it, Paul? Yeah, I mean, the high-end stuff is great. It's, you know, high-risk, high-reward, and I think that's a lot where the hobby's going. Um, you know, the card companies are smart. They're doing it the way uh, the box busters, the box-breaking people want it. Um, it just adds hype to, to, to doing it. Um, I think the days of the kind of the days of the set collector and the bigger sets are starting to, to fade out a little. You'll still have a couple of them, but everything is being built towards uh, towards the big hits, and this year's football class is delivering. Well, yeah. while, that is, while that is true for me, I look at, like, Prism comes out today. Well, are we, pr- I guess, yeah, today? today. Yeah, yeah it, we're actually going to release this today. Oh, so. Okay, cool. So then yeah. uh, Prism came out today, and I guarantee you by the end of the weekend, it's going to have like five, 6,000 sales. Like the Prism contenders and that kind of stuff, they get a ton of business, and you get more 
uh, people breaking that than you do almost anything else. Uh, maybe it's because there's more quantity of it that you see that ratio be different. Um, but I think that Prism's going to be a really successful product for them. I think so, too. Paul and I have actually been talking that uh, off-air. It's got this. They went to the jumbo format. It's got three autographs in it, yep. ten numbered parallels to two ninety nine or less, and then you just got a you know a plethora of other inserts and, and things like that. They did. Uh, did this start with racing? They've started to have jerseys in Prism, uh, um, or memorabilia. Is that think, yeah? Racing had yeah, the racing the fire had suits. the fire suits and tires and whatnot. Um, I will say that I'm really happy that they cut back on the parallels this year, which is really weird to say because Prism is a parallel product, but. Yeah. Two years ago, they had like 19 or yeah, well, there's 20. Now it's 12 this year. Yeah, and so they cut back to 12, and they're really cool looking. They, and instead of just being green and blue colors, they actually add designs and patterns and stuff to it, and that makes it really cool to me. While we're talking about uh, Panini, I want to bring up Two Bros Sports Collectibles. They are running a giveaway right now, and it's it's huge. It's huge. I don't know how else to say it. It's huge. It's a uh, 2016 Panini Prestige Extra Points number to 25 Ezekiel Elliott rookie autograph. I want it. Uh, it's it's a beautiful card. So oh how, yeah. Absolutely. So how do I how do I win this card, Eric? So what do you, the link is actually posted on our Twitter page right now. It's on our Facebook page and it's on our Instagram page. All you got to do is go click the link and follow the steps. It's really as simple as as going to their you know, through through the link, go into their homepage uh, on the Beckett Marketplace, uh, go into their Instagram and Twitter and their Facebook. I think our Facebook is on there as well. And then this is a bonus one. You don't have to do this. It's not, it's not in the <laughs> criteria. But if you make a purchase from their store, which they wanted me to tell you that they are heavily breaking Panini Prison today. Yes, they um, are. <laughs> They, if you make a purchase from the store at any dollar amount, you get a hundred extra points. So if I, if if at Twisted Monkey eighty four decided to go and enter this, I I can win that card. Yeah, I mean, go check it out. I I, I can't guarantee you'll win. I'm just trying to get more people to like my my Twitter page. <laughs> Twisted so Monkey eighty four. Yeah, I only have like twenty. I think you still followers. work at Beckett though, so yeah. I don't think you're eligible. Yeah, yeah. probably. I, honestly, I won't enter it because it is a it's a really badass card. Uh, Two Bros is always you know supporting the show and supporting what we're doing, and uh, they came to us with that. With that, and they wanted to give it away. So, guys, go go check it out. I know for for fact there's if the this morning when I looked, it was almost at four thousand entries already. It's a big card. That's how big it is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So go at least put your name in it. It's a com, it's a complete random thing. All I don't even have to do anything. I just hit a button and it draws a winner. So so when how long is this how long is this uh, this runs going through for? Sunday night through Sunday night. Yeah. All right. So you have uh, until the next Cowboys victory to go ahead and. Uh, Wow, into this that's contest. bold. <laughs> into that this is contest. a bold statement. Man. Now, uh, we're who gonna. Are they, who are they even playing this week? Uh, Philly. They're playing they play Philly. Philly. So it all depends. Oh, that's right. All depends on if Philly makes this trade this well, week. It also depends on if Philly or if uh, Romo comes back or if it's Dak. I believe it's going to be Dak. It's Romo be was Dak. not even on the active active practice list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but you you mentioned this trade. That's that's a big one laid out for me, man. Hey, they're uh, they're trying. The Phillies trying to acquire Alshon Jeffrey right now from the wow from the Bears. Um, I mean, the Bears, unfortunately, their, their season's about over. <laughs> no, you it's know, not about it. It is over. <laughs> Cutler's back at starting quarterback, and, and oh. after his last interview, he's not excited about being starting quarterback. So, you know, let's. I think they're, I think they're going to get something worked out. I mean, you know, they're, the Bears definitely need to rebuild. They do have Juwan Howard. Hopefully they can just build around him and draft themselves a quarterback. But it would be nice to see Jeffrey, such a talent, man, and just to be 
just handcuffed with nobody throwing the ball is kind of sad. So it'd be nice to see him get on a little bit of a better team. Yeah, definitely a chance they can win. Yeah. yeah. Well, Philly was doing well anyways, and but you add a piece like like Jeffrey to that page. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, a yeah. pole ball receiver that's, that's got skills. So Yeah. Well, I, do you think that – just spitballing, do you think that that trade would have involved Jordan Matthews to the Bears going – in return to the Bears? It's possible. I haven't heard the, all the details. Because um, I would hope not. That, that, I can't imagine. I mean, they probably, they're probably going to give up draft picks for it, is what I would think, is they're going to give up like a second-round draft pick and something else. I mean, they I would, it, If I was the Eagles, I would not give up Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I mean, they have other pieces they could give up. I mean, maybe Nelson Aguilar or uh, – or Yeah, Gola he'd be one. Or, uh, you know, even somebody like a Wendell Smallwood or something, you know, as yeah. a backup running back. So that, what, what I was getting at was Jeffries and Matthews as a – as a one-two, that's that's pretty dangerous. That's pretty dangerous. Yeah. That's pretty dangerous. And so. Doug Peterson seems to be able to coach Carson Wentz up for whatever reason. Whatever reason, it's working. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's working. He's doing well good. All right, um, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, um, Paul and I have a little internal bet going on just between he and I. Okay. Uh, he's he's rolling with the Cubs, and I'm rolling with the Tribe. Uh-oh. Uh Where where are you going? Where are you at on this? Oh, man. I I don't want to make a pick because I am so cursed. If anybody ever listened to this back in the day, every pick I make is wrong. Well, don't make a pick. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to Don't make a pick it. unless you're picking Cleveland. Um, I, will say, I will say that my, uh, my best friend is a huge Cubs fan, and he actually is in Chicago. He's not going to the games because he can't afford the tickets, but he's like at the bars by Wrigley Field just in case. Um, so I'm not making any picks because I know that if – I pick wrong on either side. Somebody's going to kick my ass. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's okay. possible. That's fair enough. That's uh, that's been a great show, man. It's I I can't say enough about Scott Sargent and. Uh, yeah, man. I got to go shopping. We got to go. Off the yeah, air, man. we, we got to go get off the cards and get on. I, you know what? I don't even want to buy Prism. I don't want to buy Prism. No, nope, not buy go, Prism. No, nope. sorry, Panini. Do you put out shoes? Give <laughs> <laughs> me some shoes. How about what? What about that, man? Can you imagine some like Panini? They could do redemptions for shoes, they right? They could do – because they, they get the shoes and they make the shoe cards, right? Right, but they could well, do redemptions for a full pair of sneakers. Yeah. What happens if they decide to listen to this and they go, you know what, maybe we should start making collectible shoes that are redemptions for Panini brand shoes? I bet you – but I see like a Panini a Panini and Nike collab for a, – a, because they Listen have, to them saying collab like they, they know the, they, they know the business all, the, all that yeah, well. Yeah, man. They have, the, they, have the, <laughs> they have the NBA license, right? So they if do. they do – They can make some grails. Exactly. They yeah. can make grails, you know, yeah. all, all kinds of dope colorways and all <laughs> oh kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> as long as it's dead stock, we's down. Oh, man. Oh, Good man. stuff, man. Hey, Who but don't be a people? hype beast, all right? Yeah. Don't be a hype don't, beast. Don't be a hype beast. Who are you All right. All right, man. Let's get out of here. That's our show. We are not going to cue the Drake for the second time this week. No. We are going to queue up a little bit of Kanye West, KRS, One, Rakim, and Nas with a Nike song called Classics. Go ahead and check that out. And until next time, just keep listening. Cue that classics.